the common misconception in terms of being a stay-at-home dad uh, and like you're talking about the roles what do you do and part of that misconception is that you know my wife comes home from work and i'm you know wearing an apron baking cake <laughs> <laughs> which again i wouldn't have a problem with you know Jesus. maybe i will get myself an apron but you know that's the misconception is that oh i'm completely Daddy. emasculated i wear an apron and uh, you know i have tupperware parties with the girls or the guys you know what i'm saying it's about redefining the role Y'all already know what time it is. It's the Five from Normal Bros, and we back at it again. First of all, I'm gonna need you to tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a mother effing friend to follow and subscribe to your boys here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms as well. You can catch us on YouTube and TikTok. That's Far From Normal Podcast. Make sure you type that into search engine and see the boys on those clips. We got everything for you. We got the website, www.farfromnormalpodcast.com. We got all the links up there. Make sure you check it out. Of course, YouTube, we're on Instagram as well. That's far underscore from underscore normal underscore podcast. Check it out. Y'all already know it's your boy Fuzzy Vision. You know, I see the world clear and you know, I see the future and the future is bright. Y'all already know Fuzzy Vision with two ends. If you have any likes, dislikes, rebuttals, or you want to be on the podcast, hit your boy up. Sonny, drop the handle, baby. You already know what it is. It's your boy, Sunny Frames. You can catch me on the gram at Sunny, S-O-N-N-Y, Frames, double S at the end. Make sure when you do check out my Instagram page, check out my stories because I usually post a lot of stuff that has to do with motivation, inspiration, chasing your dream, and execution. So let's not forget any dream that you're trying to achieve. The only way that you'll ever achieve it is through execution and putting a plan to motion. So make sure that you don't just stay in the dream world and make sure you make it a reality. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. And Fuzzy, let's get him. Right. You already know it's the Far From Normal Bros, and we back at it again. You already know it's the podcast. This is what we do. First of all, drop an applause. Drop an applause. We got to shout out the first times and last time listeners. Those that are just tuning in, those that got put on to the podcast by others, whatever the case may be, whether you support it, whether you hate it, you listen. That's what that's what it's all about. We're about yes, starting sir. a new conversation. Yes, sir. Making sure that, you know, you can talk with your peers amongst, you know, amongst yourselves and see whether our opinions are valid or whether the people on the panel's opinions are valid or not. So it's a good conversation starter, I would say, that much. And we have to shout out all, all the interviewees that have came on the podcast. Of course, we appreciate you all for your time and efforts, giving us your stories, making sure that, you know, the quality of the podcast is here. So, Sonny, what do you got to say on the matter? I got to say the exact same thing. I definitely got to thank family and friends. I got to thank the haters and the lovers and everybody that supports us and the people that don't support us but they're still uh tuning in definitely appreciate you guys because you guys have the most criticism and that actually helps our podcast become better so i can't really get mad at that because you are tuning in and you are very detail oriented so that helps us get better at what better at our craft and it lets us go back into the lab and fix the uh, little deficiencies that we may have and we're building as we fly it so that's all i gotta say 100 percent and today we're gonna get right into the topic but first 
We got to interview the guests that are going to be on today. We today, got two panel, two panel members. Two panel members are going to be on, first of they're, all. They're going to introduce themselves. Yes. So they're the special guests for today. All right. We're not going to say anything. They're going to come in. They're going to give us a brief description of themselves. They're going to tell us who they are. And then we're going to go from there. Yes, sir. So first, we'll toss the camera over to that side. All right. So first, brief, briefly introduce First yourself. panel member. Can you please introduce yourself? Absolutely. My name is Roger. Find me at RJ underscore Lambo on Instagram. Uh, first of all, I just want to thank you guys so much for having me on the podcast. Congratulate you guys on your success as well. Respect. Um, today's topic, you know, speaking about gender equality and you know, um, going against stereotypes, it's something I'm very passionate about. Mm. So, you know, as I mentioned before, I really have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know. I'll, I'll hand it over to you guys to introduce our guests, and, and let's get straight into it. All right, second uh, guest. Woo! Second guest. Second guest. We got, we got to swing it to over to our second guest, special guest today. And, yeah, briefly introduce yourself and uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, whatever, even your Instagram, if there's certain points of references you want people to know you from you can go ahead and say it so yes hello everyone my name is Lachelle I'm an entrepreneur so I work in finance Mm. I'm an advisor I do clothing I have a clothing line Mm. and I'm also a singer Mm. singer wow Wow. yes and I was kind of thrown into this podcast I didn't know about it was last minute but be fun. Here you are. Yeah, here you no, are. Here you are. <laughs> well, so, we do yeah. appreciate you joining in, and it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a interesting dynamic to see two point of views, both of the genders, when it comes to um, what's it called, gender role switches. So that's going to be very interesting to just see your thought process on the whole the whole conversation that we're about to have today. Yeah, so without any further ado, we're going to jump right into the topic. So today we're going to talk about redefining gender roles. So today on the panel, um, we introduced two of our panel guests. So we'll start with Roger. So today's topic is going to be about gender roles when it comes to relationships and what's what's expected out of a relationship, whether a woman or a man makes a certain amount of money, does the roles change? Do they stay the same? Do do we stick to the traditional or do we go unconventional when things seem to be changing, especially as times go on, as, as we see a lot of the times in this day and age, women will make equal or more than men. And that's what they usually vie after. That's usually what they go after. So today we're going to talk to Roger and Lachelle. We're going to discuss basically gender roles and Roger has some um, experiences that may be different than some men. So we wanted to talk about being a stay-at-home father. Mm-hmm. So today's topic is going to be about stay-at-home father and the male's perspective. A lot of the times when we're talking about um, having a child and, and, and cultivating a family, the man is expected to be the breadwinner. He's expected to go out there and, and hunt, per se. So that with that being said... Both men and women recognize this generally um, due to movies, media, you know, parents, whatever the culture, all these different aspects will always play its role. But I want to know in your situation, uh, Roger, I want you to talk about, you know, what is a stay at home dad? What does that really entail to you, especially that you're a guy that watches after his kid for a majority of the time? 
And since that's a different role, can you describe what that means to be a stay-at-home father? Absolutely. So I'm very proud of what I do. I'm mm-hmm. a stay-at-home father. Um, I mean, essentially, it's, it, it is a profession. It's my profession right now. Um, and it took me a while, really, to understand that it, it is a job. It is a profession. You know, whenever I introduce myself to people, so what do you do? I say, oh, I don't really work right now. Mm. And after a while, I, I kind of reflected on that. And, and, and if, if you ask me the same question today, I said, actually, I'm a, I'm a stay-at-home dad. Mm. That's my job. Um, and I take it seriously as if it were a profession. Mm. I've learned so much from it as a profession. Uh, I can easily say today it's the hardest job I've ever done in my life. It's the hardest job I'm doing in my life. I've learned so many skills that I can transfer once I go back into the job market. Mm. Okay. Things like dedication, things like going above and beyond, things I never used to do in any of my previous jobs. I've learned that I have to do it as a father. Mm. Um, so you asked me as well about you know what it entails to be a stay-at-home father. I'll tell you a little bit about my day-to-day. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what we're looking <laughs> for. The bread and butter right there. It's interesting, and it's unconventional. You know, okay. I consider myself, um, you know, a member of mod- the modern family. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Know, oh, gender, for sure. hundred percent. Gender roles are changing. That. Today, that's what we represent. My family is the modern family. Mm. Um, so, you know, just to give you sort of some context, uh, my son is two and a half now. Um, and when he was born, my wife was on um, maternity leave. And she had, I think in Ontario, in Canada, you can either do 12 months or 18 months. So we opted for 12 months. Um, and after about the 10th month, we started to really see things were a little bit tight. Like, you know, you get, um, you get unemployment. That's what women paid. And there's also, there's a ceiling on it. So mm. it doesn't matter if you make ten to $15,000 a month as your net salary, you're only getting about $2,000. Mm. So, um, you know, that's, it's, that's difficult because you're in a period where you're earning less money, but your costs are going up. Mm. Yes. Um, so at about the 10 month mark, we kind of made the decision that my wife would go back to work since she's always been, she's always earned more than me mm. since we've been together. So we decided she would go back to work and I would stay, stay at home with my son. Um, so typically, you know, how our day looks is, uh, I'll get up around seven o'clock. I'll get up a little bit. I'll get up a little bit before my son and my wife get up. Mm. Um, I'll make breakfast for everybody, uh, which is usually pancakes. <laughs> um, I usually pack my uh, my son's snack mm. from school, so I make him some fruits, some crackers, and all that stuff. I get his clothes ready. I what what, what about ready. your wife? Do you pack her her lunch as well? Or <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just need to know. I know that's I, a serious I question, I actually, need man. Need but it's to just know, <laughs> bro. I, I need to know how that dynamic you know works. Yes. No, I need no. to get deep inside <laughs> there, man. <laughs> No, no. Generally, I don't. I don't pack my wife's oh, lunch. Okay. But you know, okay. to be honest, I, I wouldn't have a problem with doing that. Oh, just okay. that right. you know, the structure of her work and stuff. Sometimes they go out for lunches and, and that kind of thing. So oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. either she doesn't take a lunch, or sometimes she just grabs her own lunch. But I would be more than happy to. Oh, okay. All right. I had to. All right. Okay. Um, so I have a, I have a question. So in terms of your own personal interests and your own self care, how do you incorporate that while you're taking care of a child? How does that How does that work? It's and very then, difficult. And then I'm going to send it to Lachelle right after that. Yeah, sure, sure. It's it's very difficult. Um, and I think it's a great point to touch on specifically, you know, especially since after COVID and these kind of topics like self-care mm. and so on, yeah. you know, mental health yes, becomes yes. so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say that's probably been one of the hardest parts of the job mm. I do, man. It's actually finding time to take care of myself, time for myself. Like, I'll, I'll tell you, literally, I have no time 
for myself. Oh wow! Okay. Like I work, uh, I was working three nights uh, doing a security job. Yeah, as well, just to bring some extra, some extra cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and there would be days where, so you know, my wife, I drop my wife off in the morning. I drop my son at daycare, or let's say if he doesn't go to daycare, um, you know, I'll I'll be taking care of him during the day. So I spend the whole day with him from like let's say nine o'clock in the morning when my wife goes to work until sometimes she comes home at seven or eight o'clock at night. Wow! So literally the whole day, and that means changing diapers that means putting him for his nap time wow. that means making lunch mm. um, that means entertaining him uh, teaching him mm. which is one of the most important aspects yeah so that's that's a hell of a lot of work man you know the only window i have for myself during the day is a 2 hour period when he naps mm. yep. of which one of those hours i have to use you know to take a shower do my necessities all that kind of stuff and then the second hour, I had to start making lunch for when he wakes up. So really, wow. I have no, it, it's a selfless job, man. I have no time for myself. Wow. Yep. So, you know, the nights when my wife comes back at eight o'clock at night, my shifts usually starts at nine o'clock. Mm. Security. So yeah. as soon as my day is done, I have to go out to work until three o'clock in the morning, rinse and repeat. Come back three in the morning, exhausted, get up at eight o'clock in the morning the do next day. Do it again. Do it all over again. Wow. Now, that's not every single day because, you know, like I said, the security work is part-time. So, mm. like three nights, two, I cut down to two nights yeah. because it's just exhausting. Yeah. Um, but to get back to your point about self-care, um, I've been trying to take some time now to organize my time better to work out. Mm, okay. To try and read a little bit. Okay. Um, and I'll be very honest, actually, what's been helping me a lot is therapy, actually. Oh, really? Wow. I've been doing therapy for like, let's say, three years maybe. And and the way my therapy is structured these days is that my therapist is more like a coach really than anything. Wow. My therapist helps me sort of organize. She she kind of opened my eyes to the fact that sometimes I say, oh, my God, I have no time to do anything. Mm. She tells me, oh, Rod, you actually have time. If you just organize your day a little bit better, if you structure your time a little Mm. bit better, you'll see that you have time to to be productive and do things. Mm. Um, So that's really what's been really helping me a lot um and in terms of self-care like i said i try to read now go to the gym i like to take little courses and just do stuff to better myself Mm -hmm. to to feel as if i'm growing you know okay so Um, lachelle what do you think about all of this all the information that you just you know listen to what's your thoughts honestly to each their own everyone has to like if you're in a relationship, you're going to have to work it out between your partner mm-hmm. of how you feel comfortable, right? So mm-hmm. if your wife is comfortable with that, then that's all that matters. And if, you know, what, like... So, so where do you stand on that? All right, so if you were the breadwinner... Uh, no, right, first of all, would you be okay with being the breadwinner in your own household? Let's start with that. Would I be okay with being the breadwinner? Yeah, so you're making the majority Realistically, of... Realistically, most women would prefer to have a man take care of them. But I mean, we're we're modern day now. We're modern day, so we got we got to talk about the whole equality system that feminists have been pushing, and how we're we're all equal, and now the women are making more money than the men, and they're they're having a better educational. Their education is a lot. Thing like is a lot of no no. I mean, this is what this is what no. I'm saying this is what they're pushing. This is the narrative on the news. That's that's what they're covering, right? how much um, is true, I'm not too sure, but that's what's being pushed in this um, society. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you don't agree with that, right? Is that right? No, or? I'm saying it's okay. whatever fits whoever, right? But for me, I was raised in a way where my mom was like, make sure you have your education, make sure you have, you're making your own type of money, right? Okay. But in the black community especially, we see a lot of women who are, single mothers, mm. and so forth. So 
for me, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just like, I'm not married right now. I don't have kids right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. So my situation is like, I'm single. Mm-hmm. So it's giving me insight to look and see like, you know, what would the situation be if I was the breadwinner? Mm. But am I okay with it? Mm. Would I want that? Would I choose that? Mm. Probably not. Okay. I probably wouldn't choose to be the woman who's making the most out of between me and my partner. And then mm. I have to, you know, and then he's a stay at home dad. I respect it. But would I choose it? Ideally, I don't think so. But if I was in love with my partner, if I find someone and I think, you know what I mean? I'm in love with mm-hmm. him. And it just so happens that he ended up being <laughs> a stay at home dad or guy who makes less than me, then I guess I would kind of work with it but i wouldn't choose that so uh, sorry do you mind if I yeah yeah go right there so here's yeah. the thing like i, I mean obviously I, I respect your opinion thank yeah. you for sharing it but here's some of the issues i have with you know what you say i hear a lot of people say that in society first of all by saying i wouldn't want you're already limiting yourself you're already limiting the amount of money you can mm. possibly make because if the man you fall in love with he makes a hundred thousand a year you're saying i don't want to earn I, i'd rather my man earns more money than me so technically what you're saying is you rather you earn less than a hundred thousand a year because that's what you're your partner is making like again so like i said you're automatically limiting yourself secondly you say um you know what people are more comfortable with mm. it's not i don't see it as an issue of, of comfort i see it as an issue of necessity i'm not comfortable living in in a, in a city that's minus 20 degrees but right now this is my necessity this is where i have to live uh, and and me Bad. slipping into this role <clears throat> of being a stay-at-home father it's, it's again it's about necessity i love what i do but it's it's about necessity and you know i don't know if if Sonny, you were going to bring this up a little bit later but mm. again this is just something that you know i know that i hear a lot from a lot of guys is you know guys say oh i can never be with a woman that makes more money than me yeah um, we we're going to touch on that yeah, yeah a little later we'll, 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 okay okay we'll, we'll touch yeah. on we'll that but, yeah. but i did want to get back to um, the shell there yeah. and i wanted to talk about why do you think women prefer um i'd say majority of women prefer men to make equal or more money than themselves i think it's just a natural thing that like for instance i was talking to someone who was earning he just wasn't earning as much as me and he felt Mm. very emasculated when i would speak about what i was doing at work or just my the business side of things Mm. like like i don't want to hear about it he wants to feel like a lot of men want to feel like they run the show Mm. they earn the most they call the shots kind of thing and I don't know. Like I was talking to someone even this week and he's just like, I'm the man of the house. So when it comes to cooking, cleaning, whatever it is, I'm not doing that. Mm. I'm br- I'm paying for everything in this house. But not to interrupt you, I want to talk about why women prefer that, because you're saying reasons why the men. man may not like that. But I want to one. I'm wondering why women prefer that, because now the ball's put in the woman's court. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the woman has more. um she has more advantages in terms of dictating what the relationship can look like mm-hmm. because if she's making a certain amount of money, she has more ability to have input in that relationship in terms of the structure of it. Mm-hmm. So it's up to the woman to decide what type of structure she's willing to put up with. Mm-hmm. Now, if she's a career woman and she's making a lot of money, spent a lot of time going to school, doing what she needed to do, would it be fair for her to to stop working and and do housewife duties like say for example you if you became a doctor would it be fair for you to do housewife duties when you put in all that work and you know you made a career out of it and you're making good money in a good situation Mm. and 
at the sacrifice of that is that your man is not making the same amount mm-hmm. and that he's able to take care of the child just like how a woman would take care of the child mm-hmm. so why is that an issue to modern women in this day and age when they are making more i'm not saying they're making all of them are making more than all the men but what i'm saying is there's a lot more women making more than their counterparts mm-hmm. their male counterparts but why is it such a struggle for women to conform to a different ideology of a relationship? I don't, it's not that. Like, as I said, ev- to each their own. And if I was in love with someone and that's how it played out, then that's how it plays out. But mm. it's just naturally women, we carry the baby, we breastfeed. We feel more inclined to do that set of work. Mm. Naturally, just as I'm saying, like the, the man I was talking to this week, he's saying, I'm not doing the dishes. I'm not doing, like, I'm not cooking. Mm. That's just not something I feel comfortable doing. So to each their own. Like, if you have a man who is willing to do that, then it could work. But, I mean, it's just a natural thing that naturally, I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know how you guys feel, but do you guys cook? Do you guys clean? Are you going to change diapers? So, okay, like, so if if oh, we're so talking about us personally, I, I'm also in agreement to what you're saying. But what I'm what I'm looking at is how society is being ran in in this in North America in general. Right now, women are taking the lead in certain things, like in terms of, you know, their parents are pushing them, get an education, you know, get a career. So the the question I need to ask is, what is that all for? If you want a man to be the the breadwinner at the end of the day, you want that guy to be paying the lion's share what is that what does that all represent at the end of the day because you don't need like a crazy education if the man is going to be the breadwinner he's going to be the provider he's going to be the protector you don't need a crazy education you just need the the basic foundation and then understand the housely duties of a woman in order to if that's the role they if they want their man to play the male role then the woman would have to play certain roles like although like even my mother um she's not a stay-at-home mom but she she also has a career but like the the wifely duties are embedded because she was she the way she was brought up those are embedded in her like in her head so she knows how even if she goes to work and works like crazy hours or whatever she's still gonna go home um you know and she's gonna still be in the kitchen uh, she's gonna be cleaning she's gonna be doing the whole nine so right she's like a super mom but um i think in western society there's women that i know that if they're playing the role of the career woman and they're they have a great education they don't want to be in the kitchen no more. They don't want to be doing the cleaning. Yeah. They they want to do something more, but then at the end of the but day, they they still want their man to be the breadwinner and be the head of the household. So I'm always confused at how that works, that whole dynamic. For me, I as I said, I'm not married and I'm not um I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. But for me, I I wouldn't want to be a stay-at-home mom. Oh, okay. Mm. And I don't want to not work, right? Okay. So yeah. it's always going to be I'm working. My man does his part as well. Mm-hmm. We're both contributing to the household. If I do have to like take time off of work because I'm on mat leave and then um, for whatever reason, if you know, I end up being a stay at home mom, mm-hmm. it's better for him to, to obviously make more money than me. You could take care of everything. Mm. Okay. So, so I want to switch over the conversation back to Roger. 
Um, I want to talk about, you know, how how does the division of labor in your household work? Because that's something that people are going to be curious about. When you're stay-at-home dad, does that just mean you're watching a child and doing things for the child? Because that's just one aspect of a stay-at-home, you know, father or mother. Because there's the child, of course. That's the main priority is to take care of them, make sure they're doing good, eating, teaching, as, as you mentioned. But when it comes to your day-to-day duties household duties because taking care of a child is one duty and that's only recognized as one duty there's other duties and things that have to be accomplished of course in the day whether it's cleaning a washroom um sweeping up cleaning what you've cooked if you made a meal now you got to clean it up i would assume um so how does that work in terms of the division of labor with you and your wife is it a conversation is it something that was just you do what you can like how does that work yeah yeah it's a great question we just kind of um we just kind of ran with it and saw what each was comfortable doing um given you know each of our primary duties like me taking care of my son <coughs> sorry my wife working and then what each uh, you know each person could take on on top of that um, just yeah. to just to backtrack a little bit to the previous point just mm. yes sir talking about women growing in the workplace mm. in the last 20 years women have surpassed men mm. in terms of achieving bachelor's degrees yes what we're seeing is we are seeing a shift mm. in the workplace of women, you know, reaching those higher managerial positions and in, in a lot of um, cases out earning men. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's also another reason why, you know, I'm part of this shift now. Mm. Um, so go back to your point. Um, there's a common misconception in the sense of being a stay at home dad. Mm. Uh, like you're talking about the roles. What do you do? And part of that misconception is that, you know, my wife comes home from work and I'm, you know, wearing an apron, baking a cake, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which, again, I wouldn't have a problem with, you know, Jesus maybe I will get myself an apron. But, you know, that's the misconception is that, oh, I'm completely Got emasculated. It. I wear an apron and, uh, you know, I have Tupperware parties with the girls or the guys, you know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily about switching genders that I'm now doing a, a female role and she's doing a male role. It's about taking on that new role. It's about switching mm. the role. It's about redefining the role. So it's basically not making it gender specific. It's just you're doing what you need to do to make your family exactly. move forward. Exactly. Okay. So, so you're, you're redefining work. the role, not switching the yeah, role. Yeah, not switching mm. the role. I think that's where a lot of people get it confused. Exactly. They're thinking about, you know, switching the role where, like, the woman, I think this is how a lot of women think. It's like they feel like they're becoming a man by exactly. doing the work. And then the guy feels like he's becoming a woman. A woman. Exactly. So yeah. we're both trying to fight against exactly. that, that exactly. gender role. Because, again, like you said, and, and it's a common opinion to, you know, many men that if you're a stay-at-home father, you're, you know, you must be more feminine or you yeah, must yeah. not yeah. have, you must lack masculinity. <laughs> I can see people, like, Pe- um, people, sure. people have again, this opinion. That makes ma- but I'll tell you, sure. no, that's, that's, that's the point. Um, and I'll tell you what, that's, that's not the case at all. Like, mm. you know, yeah. um, uh, you know, we can touch more on, I know you want to talk about, you know, earning more money and stuff like that we can uh, touch on it I, there was a point i wanted to make in regard in regards to that um but my wife she doesn't see me as being emasculated in any way i don't see myself being emasculated in any way um in terms of the actual roles that we do in the house so yeah you know it's to take care of my son as i mentioned uh, whatever i cook i clean up afterwards uh, put stuff in the dishwasher my wife to be honest she handles most of the cleaning stuff yeah. so on the weekends she usually clean the house and sweep up um that kind of stuff but i do try and and you know help out in terms of the cleaning and, and maintaining um in terms of the actual taking care of my son as i mentioned there's you know the physical aspect changing diapers so on and so forth but then there's the educational aspect as well mm-hmm. 
is the nurturing part yeah. of it as well, which I, I, in my mind, I see as one of the most important, um, you know, uh, activities of the job. I'm, I'm very like a pushover with my son. I'm very, mm. I believe I'm very in touch with my feelings. I tell my son probably two or three times a day that daddy loves him. Daddy loves you. I mm. tell him three times a day. And the way I see it is, I know it might seem a little bit, you know, corny in some ways, but I'm contributing to a better world. I'm contributing to a world in which my son is going to grow up and he's going to have a relationship with his father where he can Back. tell his father he loves him. He can relate. He can tell men how he feels about them, you know, even his friends. He's not afraid to express his feelings. Yeah. And that ultimately is going to improve the type of relationship he has with women as well. Mm. He's going to mm. be more in touch with his feelings. He's going to be able to express himself better. So, as I said, I take the job extremely seriously. Man. And, I, and I think these little things of nurturing, you know, your kid, they, they go very far. You know, I, you know, you had asked me before about sort of an anecdote about, you know, taking care of my kid and, and some of the activities. You know, I, I make him these little fruit salads. Mm. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I make him fruit salads where I put different fruits in it, like grapes, strawberries, uh. watermelons. And, and I watch him when I put it in front of him. And sometimes he reaches for the grape and then he, he turns back and he reaches for the watermelon, watermelon instead. And I think he's demonstrating a thought process. He's demonstrating that he was going to pick one thing, but he chose to pick something else instead. And then I start thinking of activities that I can do to nurture that thought process. How can I show him from a young age that choices have consequences and, you know, there's a rationale involved in making a choice. How can I help him make better choices? So, you know, honestly, there's a science behind this, man. Sometimes I think I should even do courses, you know, in child oh. psychology and stuff to learn more. That's quite interesting because I'm just looking at my own family dynamic and how my father was when we were being raised as boys. And my father was not um, that sympathetic uh, <laughs> lover. I hey, love you. I love you, son. I love you, man. So yeah, there, there was there was none of that. There was um, it was tough love. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he, it was a, it was a different parenting style. It was more. Um, you're still crying? Uh, how old are you? Like, you know what I mean? Uh, look at you. You're still going to your mother at this age. You should be ashamed of yourself. You know, be yeah. a man. That, like, I mean, that was his um, parenting style. Absolutely. And, and, and it, it helped me as a man because um, that made me harder. It made me more, I have a more tougher exterior and I'm able to yeah, do yeah, yeah. Oh. a lot of hard stuff, right? A lot of people can't sure. do because it's like, they're looking at me like, how are you able to do this? Because my father wasn't like patting me on the back, even if I did well or something, you know, he'll look and be like, oh, yeah, okay. No, no, for sure. You know, like, I, I, move on. Yeah. yeah, that was one thing. Okay. Cheer, yeah, you could clap yourself up, but we move on. Let's yeah, let's, yeah. let's no, go, I, right? I respect that. I respect yeah. that completely. I think, and and you know, right now my son is very young, so yeah. there is a point where I'm gonna have to be, and I plan to be a lot more strict with him. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in terms of my own upbringing, you know, I was born in Brazil. My mother's Brazilian. My father is half Nigerian, half English. So mm. you know, I had that. You know, he also gave that kind of really strict mm -hmm. African yeah you know, upbringing as well. Mm -hmm. You know, where discipline was was key. Yeah. yeah. Um, but today, you know, can I say that it, it's made me a better person as opposed to, you know, being nurtured in, in the ways that I, I am with my son? I, I can't say, I can't honestly say that, you know, having that kind of upbringing has made me so tough, you know, um, in a way that my son can't be just because I'm, you know, I'm a little bit softer on him. Mm. Okay. That's interesting. So Lachelle, what's your thoughts on uh, that conversation that we just had about, you know, his whole, uh, that whole dynamic with um, father and son and 
would when you had when you have kids, would you want your your child to be, you know, are you going to coddle him or or would you want the father to coddle him or would you want just one individual to coddle and then one uh, more on the tougher side and be more stern? Yeah, I think having the balance is important. Mm. Um, as I said, like my mom, she raised us doing. My dad wasn't really in, <laughs> in the picture. Oh, okay. Um, but I did have a stepfather. Okay. And he was he was more strict. So I, I'm not real, and I'm I'm not really for a parent being like overly strict mm. to the point where it could be kind of abusive. Mm. But um, when you say abusive, what what's your definition like, you know, of abuse? My stepdad is actually African, and I know that Africans they're very tough. They are tough. They're, <laughs> they're tough. Very very tough. Yeah. They can say very mean Bad. things and harsh things sometimes, and then. Being brought up in Canada where, you know what I mean? Yeah. I even see a lot of black people on social media talk about, like, you know, parents shouldn't say certain things to their kids because it has kind of an effect on, on how they grow up. Like, But I also look at Canada as a soft country, to be quite honest. Do. I mean, a lot, of people do. a lot of people do around the world. So I Absolutely. don't, I definitely don't subscribe to their message and how a child should be raised because I look around and I just see like degenerates everywhere. And I'm like, definitely this can occur in my household because of the parents I had. So I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, yeah, you know, he was a little too tough. I, I now no, growing tough. being tough and having discipline, that's okay. Mm. But when you start, you know, saying things that are, but that's very, how it starts, right? There, no, like, okay, if there, if I don't know how extreme it is on your case, but there's some stuff that, like, well, my it's my it's father relative. would say, but a lot of people are complaining yeah. about it, not just you know, a lot of people complain about yeah, it, yeah, yeah. No, no, they definitely have um, no filter. To well, it's not even no filter, it's different culture, yeah. different upbringing, so they just learn different, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make it right or wrong, and it doesn't make what you learned here or see here due to media or other people's parents right or wrong, neither, right? So the child's success won't be based necessarily just on that anyways right so that's parenting is always going to be up and down challenge so relative, all, yeah. always people it's going to be relative tough love is good on certain kids and then others you know destroys their their uh, self-esteem yeah and then they lack confidence and uh -huh. stuff exactly, and so and that's what i'm referring to exactly mm -hmm. yes, so yes. you're gonna get both sides i think it's it's yeah culturally sometimes you get that but it's at the end of the day you're in a you know, North American part of the world, then it's completely different from them. So sometimes for parents, even with us, with how our parent was, was it right? No, not necessarily. But at the end of the day, it's what they knew. Mm. And then usually what you know is what you preach, right? So as long as they know one way, they're only going to go off that one way unless they decide to do the research. Most people don't, especially if they're coming from a different yeah. side of the world. Yeah. They usually isolate themselves to that culture. Mm -hmm. They don't open up themselves unless you're born here, like us, where we can see things in a different perspective. They may never have that opportunity to, to change perspectives. That's just how, how the things roll with different cultures and all that. But I do want to get back to the, the topic at hand. So talking about the, the, the whole stay-at-home father aspect, because, uh, again, you're going to have two sides of this coin. You're going to have people that, you know, say, you know what, this is great. This is great to, you know, see men step up when necessary in a different way, in a way to provide, uh, well, provide more so nurturing to the child. I think a lot of people think that men aren't, capable of mm. doing this which are, mm. are incapable of doing this and i remember i seen something on like netflix it was it was like a documentary on 
it was trying to talk about the gender roles and the difference between the gender roles. So it was discussing whether the mother needs to be there to nurture or whether the father needs to be there. Is there a difference? And when they're going through it, there wasn't too much of a huge difference in terms of the development of the child, mm -hmm. whoever stayed at home or whoever nurtured. Um, of course, women have it in their heads that because I, you know, had the child, I carried the child with me, I have a deeper emotional bond. This is what women have in their heads, that they have a deeper emotional bond and that they only can be the ones to nurture their child, where I think that, you know, with studies and also with just people changing gender roles, there's many there's many times in relationships where the roles are changed, but the child's nurturing will be equal or, or even better. It doesn't necessarily matter on who's doing what role within the relationship. It just, it just matters on, you know, caring for the child, being there for the child, um, teaching the children um, certain, you know, lessons in life or, or teaching them how to do certain things. It doesn't change necessarily just on the biological um, front. Of course, you're breastfeeding as a woman, but some women don't breastfeed. They'll use a uh, baby formula or something like that, something artificial. So they're still not getting that bond where a man can make baby formula too. What's the difference? So I think that's where a lot of women get it confused and men get it confused too because men don't want to play that role just because of traditional um, aspects. But one thing I'll say is is that I think, you know, women should be more open to having an unconventional relationship than, say, men. The only reason I'm saying this is because a lot of the times the conversation about women is this equality and, and wanting to be equal in terms of pay and respect and, and different aspects when it comes to like the, the social realm and the business realm of things. So at what point are they going to have to, you know, change themselves in terms of what they've seen in the past? And because I'm under the impression a lot of women that, you know, may not decide to have, say, a stay-at-home father or, guy or look for a man that would be willing to do that is because the stigma that comes with that, right? So if you come home with a man that's making less than you, do you think your parents would be proud of that? Do you think that's a conversation that your parents would accept if you were making more and he's making less? Ideally, probably not. Like, you know, everyone, most people have a similar view. But I don't, I don't know why you guys keep making it like women don't want this. And I think it's more the men who are like, I have to, I have to be the head honcho. Like the reason I said that, because, well, we asked you the question, mm -hmm. why did you prefer that a man makes equal or more than you? No, I said that I'm open to however it goes. No, but, but you said primary. So basically, you said, you said by your instinct and natural, you choose that. Right now, I'm mm -hmm. single. Yeah. And I don't have kids and I'm not married. Yeah. So yeah. that that's I don't have a situation right now. So if it goes the way where it's like, well, I meet someone and I fall in love uh -huh. and it ends up that way, then it is what it is. We'll mm -hmm. work it out. But if I was to choose, mm -hmm. I would not choose that. So yeah. the reason why I'm going based off what you're choosing, it's it's the equivalent of let's say you get into a relationship and you said that uh, personally, I don't want to have children. But for the case of if I have a boyfriend and he wants to have a child or if I have a husband and he wants to have a child, uh, I, I might bend, you know, I might accept it. I don't really want to. But so, like, initially what your thoughts are 
is not really what you're getting. So I'm going based off what you actually want, not having to compromise what you want to bend to the other person's will to a certain degree. So that's why we're saying um, based off what you actually want. If I'm in love with someone, that's completely different. So but the thing with love is... You guys are backing me in a corner where it's like, you... Then that's what you want. It's like no, it's not. It's not about backing you in the corner. It's about you know. Um, it's just about what you prefer, and it's just yeah. about yeah, your idealistic okay. like, situation. He well, prefer he doesn't prefer this. They just worked out their kinks, right? It's the same thing. Yes, they yeah. worked out their kinks. You're absolutely right about that. He worked out with his his woman on what their arrangement would be, but I think um, you have to have that open mindedness. If Which you I don't, do. if you don't have that open mindedness, well, again, like idealistically you'd want your man to make i would prefer yes and if i fell in love and it just wasn't that then it wasn't that so that's me compromising that's okay open-minded right can uh, i can i just jump in sorry yeah go, go ahead why do you prefer no no the prefer, preference is preference so i'm not gonna ask I why you prefer. Why I prefer if you want but no, no, no preference is preference i mean if uh, let's say if i'm interested in a big woman like yeah. an uh, obese woman <laughs> There's no ex- explanation to that. There's just like I'm into I'm interested in obese women. Like that's just what it is. I don't need to explain what like I don't need to explain why that's my preference or whatever. But the the point of the matter is that you don't need to explain your preference. If that's what you prefer, that's what you prefer. So um the the actual cr- question is see the thing about love. Love is is faint and it's um it's up and down. It's it's volatile. So it's a feeling. Love doesn't last forever. That's not what holds marriages together. Um, usually what holds marriages together is a commitment and duty. That's what holds uh, marriages together, not love. Because you can love somebody, and let's say they're in a position where um, love is not going to pay the bills. Absolutely. Right? So you, you could be in love and be like, I love this person, and but this person's a bum. He doesn't make any money at all. Um, he's lazy. Uh, he maybe he's lacks uh, ambition. He lacks ambition. He's a gamer. He's just at home playing video games all day. You know what I mean? He's content with his life. He's living in his mother's basement. But he treats you well. But he treats you well. And, and he and loves you, you. And you love this guy. But that's there not necessarily certain non negotiables that I okay. have. Okay. See, now, yeah, now, now, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Now, 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 now we just got in there. There we go. There we go. You see? There we go. There we and, go. And and that's what we're talking about because again, love it, it's vague because love we're under this understanding. I'll say my own opinion on this. With love, it's conditional as much as we want to say it's unconditional. And if you think love's gonna overwhelm every single scenario, it's not. It's not because if love was that case, then you can take someone dead broke if love was there. Yeah. But that would yeah. never make sense to you because we use our rationale as humans, not just emotion. We know acting on emotion is a bad bet mm-hmm. for a lot of cases because yeah. a lot of the times we love what's wrong for us. That's At true. the end of the day, you think what drug addicts love the drug because it's not right for them, but they love that feeling they're getting from it. So it doesn't necessarily gambling addicts, gambling, all the yeah. dopamine rushes you get from certain things, even having sex, you get that dopamine rush. So you might think you're that was love, whatever we did last night, that was love. Like that's where your head is at, but that's sometimes blinded, that's clouded sometimes by different aspects of things you want to believe in. 
and even you know with lies and 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 all that stuff that comes along with you know smoothing out the situation making it a perfect scenario for yourself you're gonna you're gonna fall for that but i think the biggest thing when it comes to love is that it's fleeting so we understand that in any relationship for the man or the woman there's gonna have to be terms and conditions that are gonna have to be abided by and if they're not, you're not going to be happy within that relationship. Yes. So you can put up with it to deal with the guy and say, okay, fine, he makes less than me, but you know what? He loves me, takes care of me, does everything I need to do, but our lifestyle is not where I want it to be. So, yeah. so He's not only, providing yeah. enough yeah. for the lifestyle I want to live. Mm-hmm. I'm able to do it, but I want him to step up. So now do you try and change the man or do you leave him as be? Because you love him. So is there a sense of leaving the relationship or do you try and upgrade the man? What would yeah, you do? I would see if he's open to upgrading. I've been in a situation like this. Mm. It's the same one I was telling you guys about. And he's mm. like, I don't want to I don't want to talk about business stuff because it was emasculating for mm. me. And he also was like, oh, I don't want a, a business partner. I just want <laughs> you to, to fulfill your role as oh, a wow. female. And wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I am a very business minded person. Okay. And like. I'm very forward thinking and if you need my partner, you know, like I'm I'm open to trying different things. So if okay. he's at a financial level and we could level it up, mm. then we're gonna discuss that and we're gonna try to find ways to to get him to boost him up and then we you know what I mean? Mm, yep. But like things like that I'm I'm a hundred percent for. Like I'm not one of those girls who are like, oh, like my man. Ha- First of all, a lot of women are being very unrealistic when mm. if they think that there's a man, there's there's a lot of men out here that are willing to just pay for everything and mm. it's not like that like mm. there's, there's not a lot of that so i don't know where this id these, these ideologies are coming yeah. from because mm-hmm. it's not realistic like mm. i work in the finance industry i see <laughs> a lot and yeah so speaking of the financial like industry and um the female ratio to male ratio like how do you how do you navigate through that it's very male dominated yes okay mm. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't really think of it too much. I think just, you know, in general, being a black woman, there's obviously so many things that we have to fight through. So Mm. I'm kind of like numb to it. Okay. It's just like, it's another day I have to do what I have to do. Mm. See. So I I wanted to swing it back to Roger. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. The whole thing about love, because I want to hear Roger's opinion when it comes to love, because of course, uh, I would... You'd be in love with your wife, get married, and you, you, you fell in love in order to get married and start your family. But even, I want to get your opinion on the whole love aspect, because I know you have that feeling of love, but I want to I wanna know in terms of when you think of your relationship and you think of love, do you understand that it comes with conditions? In, in what sense? Well, I she's going to have expectations for ex- you. Expectations are certain. Th- well, certain th- aspects of c- c- conditions life. mean that when you're in a relationship with somebody, there has to be benefit to that person. Mm-hmm. You don't get in a relationship with somebody that doesn't benefit you in some type of way. It could be emotionally, it can be financially, it can be spiritually. There's ways that they're benefiting your life. They're making your life better. Anyone that gets in a relationship, if the person making your life worse, that's a bad relationship. A good relationship is a relationship that benefits you and helps elevate you. Of course. So when it comes to love, 
and understanding love, it comes with conditions, in my opinion. So this is just my opinion where I'm going, where I'm coming from. So when it comes to, like I said, when it comes to love and conditions, do you understand that on the opposite side of the spectrum, so from your wife's point of view, that she views certain things as a condition to love? Like, of for course, example. Faithfulness. Yes, exactly. Like so, so you hit it, the nail on the head right there. Like, like faithfulness. So, do you think there's conditions when it comes to love? Absolutely. There's there's a lot of conditions. Um, you know, one of my conditions, however, is not a tax bracket. You know, okay. my condition for being with my wife is not that she makes a certain amount of money mm. and I don't make a certain amount of money mm. and so on and so forth. Okay. Uh, and that again, that attitude, not to not to disrespect anybody here. Um, you know, I, I just find it very silly. You know, mm, yeah. um, to to put sort of a, a figure. No, this person needs to make more than me. This person needs to, needs to make less than me. If you're, you know, putting a condition of, um, let's say, a certain earning amount on your relationship, then that's basically you need money because you need to dominate the relationship. Mm. Your your relationship is no longer based on love, respect, but it's based on domination. Mm. Well, I make more money, and I need to make more money because I need to be able to have a way to manipulate person and dominate this if you as a man don't feel emasculate you feel emasculated because you're earning less money like in my mind that's just two things it's either a ignorance you know in the literal sense of the word that either you've just not been exposed to, to many other situations or you just haven't sort of educated yourself enough or it's just again it's a fragile masculinity that's that's what i honestly believe um because you know this whole Sorry, I know you guys, uh, we're going to talk about, you know, um, making more money or making less money, but, you know, I might just automatically just go. No, you can, you can go right into it. Yeah, go right into it. Because, you know, again, the, the misconception is that, you know, this person makes more money. My wife makes more money than me. Therefore, again, I'm, I'm wearing an apron. Therefore, you know, she comes home and she tells me what to do. She's a boss at work, <laughs> so she's a boss at home. Now, I- in my mind, personally, I, I call that a misconception because what I've seen from, you know, observing my wife is that, Women that are very successful in the workplace, uh, and especially in industries that are dominated by men, they can't afford to be weak at work. They have to constantly put a strong image up at work. They can't be seen crying. They can't be seen as vulnerable. They can't be seen as weak. So what are they looking for in a partner? They're looking exactly for that. They're looking for a safe space where they can be weak and they can be vulnerable. And that's where I come in. That's what I need to do. I need to give my wife that one space where she can cry, where she can express weakness, where she doesn't have to always be tough. See, I, I find that uh, interesting because my thing is being in, so a woman being in an environment where she has to constantly be clawing and fighting and trying to get to the top and making sure that there's no flaws and uh, they don't see the weak aspects of her, of her character and stuff of that nature. And she has to be hard. Mm-hmm. You believe those characteristics don't get transferred when they go back home? You believe that it just stays at work. It doesn't. That doesn't uh, trickle down to other aspects of their life. No, I, I believe it stays at work. I believe it stays at work because I believe in in the duality of of human beings. I believe that you can be an introvert and an extrovert. I believe that mm. you know, we're all multifaceted, which means you can be very very strict and tough at work, but you can also have your soft side, which comes out, you know, at home. The qualities that my wife displays at work that relate to that strictness, that toughness, when she brings that home. Those are the qualities that also benefit us because when we need to make tough decisions, she's able to think rationally. Sometimes, you know, we might make one that may be a typical decision and I'm thinking one way. She can present a different, a different uh, side of the story. She can be very rational. You know, that's 
some uh, that's a quality from her work that she's bringing. Well, that's what I'm saying. That those characteristics that she has at work, it's still gonna come home. Sure. Well, it's just like it's just like a male. If a male is ambitious and he's doing all these things at work and he's career driven or whatever whatever field he's in and he's dominating, he's gonna go back home and he's gonna bring that same type of energy. In some shape or form, it's gonna show because it's a part of them that it, it's just like a it's a trigger like certain aspects of their life when they have to like be on goal mode or they have to be the man or they have to be the woman it's just gonna click it's just gonna automatically they're just gonna get into that mode and it's gonna be because that's the role that they typically play um Possibly, you know, you know, you might be right. I don't know. I, I just think I don't know enough. Let's say, uh, ultra successful people to affirm that. Okay. Or, you know, to be able to confirm that. Mm. Um, it's quite possible. Yeah, that, you know, people who are really performing at that high level. Yeah. Um, they may, you know, it may be part of their personality. I don't know. I don't know. Elon Musk when he's at home. I don't know if he's, you know, he may still be that very sort of, you know, yeah. Donald Trump that mm, very yeah. obnoxious. Um, yeah. You know, driven by success and passion. It's yeah. Hard to tell. Hard to tell, hundred percent. So we're we're coming to wrap up this podcast episode. I definitely want to hear your. Uh, we're gonna do a concluding statement or um, any advice, any final words to this podcast. What you thought of it and um, what you thought about the topic itself. Let's start with uh, Lachelle. Yes. Okay. So I do have some final thoughts. Okay. Um. This is something that came my mind like a few times in my lifetime so with women being dominant women working let's say for instance like single mothers okay i find that a lot of single mothers they're they have a lot of attitude Mm. or frustrations from being that you know having Mm -hmm. so much pressure on their shoulders Mm -hmm. so and a lot in today's age i hear a lot of men talking about they want femininity Mm -hmm. they want submissive women Mm -hmm. how do you get that if there's so much demand on the woman. And this is not anything in specific to your situation because obviously you guys have your things resolved or whatever, but that's that's a very important thing to consider. If you want a submissive woman, mm-hmm. you're going to have to make sure that she has less burdens or um, responsibilities mm. to get that softer side. No, you're definitely well, um, right on that sense. But the thing is, unfortunately, in society how it works is people unfortunately don't make the adjustment so whatever's presented to them is what they're gonna see and either they're gonna go for it or they're not gonna go for it so let's say a man is looking for a submissive woman if they meet a woman that's aggressive they're gonna automatically x her out and it has and it's not that the woman that's aggressive is bad or anything of that nature. It's just that that doesn't fit his, um, that won't fit in his world. The way he's trying to conduct his life and how he's trying to make things happen, that type of energy is not what he wants to invite into his life, right? So, unfortunately, um, they're going to have to find a way to navigate through that and make the adjustments possible so that 
men would be more open to, oh, yeah, okay, single mother, I'm going to come in, step in. But it has to be in a way where the man can see that, no, I can see a future with this woman. You know, she's not giving me a hard time. She's not bringing this um, negative energy on me. They have to feel a sense of peace in order to even invite it. But if they see that there's no peace and they can see in the future that it could be um, destructive or it can be a potential problem, they're going to just stay away. They're going to wipe their hands clean of it, unfortunately. That's how that works. Um, Roger, any uh, final words? conclusion statements any advice for men that yeah. uh, maybe a stay-at-home father sure or men just just having that stigma yeah like, that um, stigma yeah that just 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 basically giving a different perspective in terms of stay-at-home fathers because like i said especially younger guys they're gonna have a different perspective because young you know how the, the media and everything shows it to younger men it's only until you get to a certain maturity where you can kind of understand the difference and and different roles and be more acceptant to that so for sure and i think for, you know it's exactly what you touched on right there it's a question of maturity yeah i think a lot of the stuff i hear out there i, I really classify as being immature mm -hmm. uh you know the same guys that turn to me and say oh i couldn't be with a with a woman who makes more money than me or the same ones that later they turn to me and they say oh i hate when women are so dependent on me and they want me to buy them this they want me to buy them that so it's like what she can't make more than this but she can't make less than that uh, mm -hmm. i'm saying it's about really having that maturity to feel know yourself better mm -hmm. um i think i feel very privileged to be able to uh, have all this time with my son and to be able to you know to really construct this bond with him and mm. you know, something that i think is going to be for the rest of our lives um and i would encourage more men to you know even if they can't do what i'm doing being a stay-at-home dad just really try and dedicate whatever spare time they have to really trying to sort of nurture and, and spend time um you know with their child um and then again, just, you know, in terms of re redefining the genders and stuff like that, just people trying to become a little bit more open-minded um, to kind of these topics, to what it means to, to stay at home with your son and, you know, to, you know, again, to understand I'm not, I'm not home with an apron on, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm really yeah. doing something here that's, that's, that's very constructive. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. You know, we talked, sorry, I'm, I'll be wrapping up, but you talked yeah. about, you know, what love means and, and it having conditions and so on and so forth. And, and to me, love one of those conditions is you know i know it's corny again but really being a cheerleader for your partner mm -hmm. and that means you know really supporting my wife that you know the fact that she makes i don't know a certain amount of money is really saying yeah you know what congratulations go mm -hmm. for it keep going make more and more and more and more money you know yeah. what i'm saying uh, and to all those guys who, who are afraid of that man, I would say you should really get yourself a girl who makes more money than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. There you go. Appreciate the guests coming in oh, today. 100%. 100%. This was a great discussion. Yes, and um, we hope to have more guests and continue down this journey of being far from normal. And this yes. is the Far From Normal podcast with your boy, Sunny Frames. And your boy, Fuzzy Vision. And we are... Out deuces. Where you make me feel? I'm just trying to get my eyes.